Hi everybody, welcome to Long Term Memory. As always, it's me, Jack. And it's me, Colin. Um, seven days since we spoke, Jack, and um, seven days since we spoke to our friend Craig. Craig, how you doing? Have you had a lot of... Yeah, Bay. It was magic. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. Dude, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I went to the beach and took the dog out. Magical. F- nice. Feedback from the last pod's been fantastic. Folks <laughs> <really> enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Um, I changed a few folks' minds about the whole all cups of bastards thing. I think actually, um, but we've got plenty more to talk about. Plenty more questions for you today, Jack, don't we? Yeah. So part two, speaking to Craig. Um, considering it was only about <laughs> thirty seconds ago, I forgot we were speaking about to wrap up paedophiles and keeping them off the street and stuff like that. But we'll move on yeah. from that and the surveillance side of things. Um, let's. I've got, I've got a Patreon question for um, Craig, actually. I don't know if it's yeah. on or not, but it, it does kind of lead on from what we were talking about earlier with the whole old cops or bastards thing and stuff like that. What's your thoughts, uh, Craig, on these... I'm not going to name the club, right? But we don't know who we're talking about. Like these uh, football right. supporters yeah. that are doxing police, police officers just now, taking photos of them at the football and putting them online and stuff like that. Um, oh, it's behaviour in it. It's, um, it's, it's not. It's, I, I, I don't. I really what. I, I don't. I, I, I think we understand it, right? I just. Well, they hear him taking a photograph of it. You go, aye, imagine it, right? Now it's clearly done to 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 upset people. It's clearly done to go because they know cops can't get a reaction, yeah. right? Like, what they're going to do now. Now, I've done it a couple of times where I, I'd had it about it, and I got a wee bit of bother for it, but I was right, and I got proved right, was I was getting the boy out of jail, and the boy was videoing it. So I took his camera, I took his phone, and he said, you can't take them. I said, no, you've now got all this in video, which is better than my evidence is going to be. You've uh-huh. videoed it, oh, thanks very much. Give so your phone. So cheers, I just seized it. He went, you can't do it. I went, aye, that's the best evidence, is, is you videoing it, the whole incident happening, and I want it. I've asked my phone. I don't care. This, but you've just filmed it. So the thing with that is, it's, honestly, it's, it's lame. It's, it's, you know, I can't, it angers me at the fact that these boys' pictures and all they're doing, and when I go back and I told you last week, was, uh, it's just a job. That's all these guys are doing. They're just, they, they don't particularly want to go to that hovel, right? But they're getting to it today, yeah. And suddenly somebody's coming up and taking pictures of you. And it's no like, if I go to a Robbie Williams concert, you get your photograph of this doink woman coming up, can I get my picture taken you? Right? Mm-hmm. You don't mind that. If somebody's just standing in front of the camera, you go, and then, I, I suppose I told you, can not say anything? You know, don't react. It's just, honestly, and then put posting the things up, and I go, well, what, what, really, what are you going to get out of it? And remember, see some of these guys are taking the photograph, they might actually be selling to porters. Exactly. Yeah, you just, it's just your pop You know what I mean? Sent to, isn't it? You know, they might, they might end up sitting going, oh, do you know what, this is, I'm embarrassed about this. And that's why a lot of guys will get, happens a couple of times ago, and your supporters are bloody sellers, but they'll say that, even though they support either team. Yeah. Sometimes you see it and you just go, oh, come on. Yeah. But I uh, know it's garbage, I don't like it. I wish somebody could do something about it. I don't know why they don't make it, a, clubs can make it a, a, a term of um, entrance. You know, yeah. this is not season a season ticket. Yeah, we're not allowed to take photographs of cops. Yeah. Or any behaviour that we don't like, any postings that we don't like, now we're, you're losing a ticket. That'd be a way to deal with it, you know what I mean? Don't make it a criminal offence. 
Because you should make take photographs of cops if they're doing something bad or whatever. But just say no on the ground, no, you can't take photographs of them. That would take a season to get away. On a similar sort, on a similar sort of question, then just on that level, have you ever or any of your colleagues ever come into contact with any of these odder idiots? You know these guys that they go around with like a drone or something like that, and they try and audit public buildings, and quite often the people. So no, I've heard them. I've heard of that, but I've never had any. I've never had any experience. I don't really. I don't even know. so no, th- no, really. No, I was trying to be polite. I've got no idea what I'm talking about. Right, basically, right, it's like, it's, it's, I'll just really quickly, since you don't know about it, but basically it's this thing, right, these, these people, they call themselves auditors, right, and it goes back right. to like, these people that know all the laws off by heart and stuff like that. Aye, so, right, okay. They've got a drone that's less than a certain weight. They can fly it in public, and they can do anything they that's want. Right. And they film that's the right. whole thing they're doing on, like, a body cam sort of thing, and they just try and antagonise the public. To get a reaction video out of it, basically, and then the police get called every time, but the police can't really do anything about it, and they film the encounter with the police. And there's a guy that's famous, a guy called DJ Audits, and I'm not a violent person, but I'd love to smash his face in uh, because he just antagonises the public, antagonises the police, and it's awful. Is this for TikTok videos or something? TikTok, YouTube, it's all over. Okay. I thought it'd be funny, but don't get a fucking life. Exactly. There, there's folk out there who genuinely need the policies to help. Yes. Genuinely need it. And it's a bit like the old fire hydrant joke and still game. You know, and they took the wings to the fire hydrant. Oh, God, there's wings in there. But there is truth in that. I'm going, I, I, there's, there's never no what to do, but sometimes it's quiet. And you do take the break. You know, if you're not running about, you sit in the car for 10 minutes and go, I'm going to sit in a bucket of coke here. I'm going to chill out for 10 minutes. Good day, nothing. Now I'm going to look at any of my bait or, and then I'll get back in here. And then you get assholes like this going, Oh, well, I'm just going to make crime happen. And it's yeah. not even a crime, but I'm just going to get them to come and... Honestly. I'm glad we're not It would have been good for content-wise if you had, obviously. But I'm glad. You get these guys. I used to deal with the sovereign folk. Oh, you know, these right. folk that... And that you would just go, I don't care, mate. I would, they would, as soon as you say that, i say, you're under arrest. Because I know you're not going to give me your name. And the law states that if I think you've done something wrong, you've got to give me your name and address. You know that famous video of that happening in Glasgow? Um, right. The guy in the car. I know the police officer that's involved in that. The guy that the, the oh. guy that to him. He's actually a listener to this podcast. Oh, nice one. Yeah. So he oh, was a video a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, tell me oh. that it was him. I couldn't believe that was him. But I, they oh. keep frustrating people in the world. And they're just in it. They're just in it. They're probably off flat earthers and all that. And all, so. You know what I mean? Probably. Let's um. Let's get back into some of your stories then. So, I work at Cardone College, which is next to Tarfside, and my uh, my missus actually used to stay in, not no the high-rise flats, but the sort of smaller flats at Tarfside. Um, rough as uh, fuck, let's be honest. So, yes. you, you sent us a wee... If I, wanted, if I wanted to get some drugs off a boy, that's where I would go. If I was a bit short and what to go, as I think, the Section 5 subsection to the Missus of Drugs Act, cops call it a 5-2. Let's get down and get a 5 Oh, it's a bit dull. Let's, let's get down to Tarfside and get a 5-2. The very first time I got a bit of hash when I was about 13, it was from Tarfside. So, tell us any stories about Tarfside? It was once, it was Christmas Eve. Now, I can't remember what year, but it was Christmas Eve, and it was those houses, the, the cottage flats, up, you know, the flat above and the flat downstairs, Aye. just across to the back of the, the church. Oh, yeah. So the back of the school, 
but the football parts used to be there, so um, Chips tussing up anyway, so this boy phones in and it's it's getting on ten o'clock, eleven o'clock on Christmas Eve. The phones are pulled, upstairs having a party. He's got kids. He's got kids. So we get sent there. And then we go up and go, right. And under law you get a warning. But loud stuff, anything whatever it's a stereo, you give them a warning. So up and there must have been I don't know, half a dozen, ten folk now. Exances. Hello there, how you doing, Papa? I know it's Christmas Eve, but this stops now. There's a lot of people in here with young kids. It's their Christmas and all. Just wrap it at night. 10 o'clock at night. I, don't know, but I know, but it's no late. I know, but the day it is, what happens tomorrow, you know, it's, it's no, it's all, it's all different. It's not like just a Friday night. Alright, alright. So I drive away, and I'm in the car, driving the motor. I turns out my mate, my neighbour, and I says, we're going to be back here. You just tell us, we're going to be back. Sure enough, 15 minutes later, Bong Kong comes in, and that again, so he's trying to run. And then what you can do under law is seize it. Now he's making the equipment. Just take it. Well, take it down, take, take, right, okay. take, take it off for 28 days. They can then get it back, but take it off in 28 days. And uh, what well, well, I used to do was say, when they take it off, this didn't happen, this didn't get days. So we used to carry knives. For like seat belts, so we'd always a good couple of those have a really little leatherman or something like that, so you could cut. You never knew you could cut somebody or something like that. And what he used to do was go up and cut the cord, unplug the cord about an inch away from the back of it, so you couldn't get you couldn't get a plug on it. You'd have to go and get a new cable, and that, and that was going to take more than you know. If it was night, it was screwed. And I said, I was I was nearly doing it. I said, No, I'll take it now. And I said, right, that needs to come. That's not coming. It's like. Just my neighbour outside the phone. This is just going to go. You can just sense it. They're all half jade. It's now after midnight. It's now Christmas Day. What age group within? Yeah. What are they Oh, oh, from, from, oh, Ma, Da, Wayne. Oh, right, right. Like the whole family. Oh, it's a whole shit match. Auntie's uncle, cousin. Sorry, I should have said that, right? Right. So I'd lean out to get it. Boom. Boy jumps on my back. Starts dragging me back, right? So they shout out for more. Luckily enough, if you're smart and you know guys, you'll kind of hang about where you think they might be needed with it. Because you don't want to turn five cars into three because that'll antagonise. Would you need too many motors for see? Maybe park around the corner a wee bit, just see out the way. If you need it, you turn up. Guy jumps on my back. Well, fucking goes mental. Punched in the face and I'm getting a drink thrown at me and all that. Right, so shout somebody up. Because one of me, this is the Christmas Eve. Ah, it's Christmas Eve, man. It's not Christmas Eve, because it's like... So the house gets the house gets the jail, right? Pretty much of it. In fact, the house, house like the everybody, jail, right? House gets the jail, <laughs> except one person, right? And it, it and it's the the the, the mum or whoever it was in the house, and she's at the window, and everybody's getting their vans come up, and everybody's getting locked up, right? And the woman leans in the vans and goes, "No, this is not a racist comment in Glasgow. If you know cops, apologise to everybody who said this, but Glaswegian people know our nickname for cops. If you don't like them." And the woman screams at the window, fucking black bastards. Go get her, will you? <laughs> so we turned up at government with the entire family. <laughs> Mum, dad, nephews, cousins. Put them all through and they went custody. They went to court the day after Boxing Day. They were in Christmas, they were in Christmas Eve. Sure Christmas Day, Boxing Day. I think it might have been a Monday, so then they go to court to, to the Tuesday. Amazing. And all that was just because they, somebody didn't want to put cereal turned in. And that's what I'm talking about is, I, I was pissed myself laughing. I was like, have you, 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 have you
Aye, all right. Turn the music down the first time we came in. And that was it. And now your Christmas is your Christmas dinner is coming out of tinfoil, peeling back microwave dish that somebody slid under the bloody door. <laughs> so, so it's stupid. Um, but I'll tell you another quick, I know there's going to be funny stories. I was talking about the mother there. This wasn't my story, right? The guy I knew did it, and it was in Dalmuir, and there's a wedding reception. And it kicked off. The wedding reception was in the house, so they were working class folk, they couldn't afford them, they got married, the party was in the house, right? And it's a wee while ago. Big fight. So they turn up, everybody starts fighting. Horse coming, and the next minute it's just a barney. Absolutely. And the guy's going up the stairs, he's going up the, 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 the tenement flats, and there's streams of cops coming down, obviously somebody in handcuffs, right? And he comes up and he looks at the guy, comes first at the door and says, what do we do? What is it? What do you want? He says, Joe them all. He says, right, that's fine. So they begin, shut up every morning. He says, he's standing directing, geek them, them, them. Like 15 folk get arrested. The whole house is now empty. Everybody in that flat has been arrested. They turn up at Montreux Street, play by police office. The doors burst open and this guy comes in. We all these folk under arrest. And he sees the first guy he saw. And his face goes ashen white. Cop, he's like, what are you doing? He says, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, what are you doing? He says, why are all these people here? And he's like, what? And he says, why are all these people here? And he says, you told me to jail them all. He said, no, I told you to jail them all. The mother. <laughs> Not them all. These guys went right into the whole house. And this guy's now got 30 or 15 or 24 to write a case. And they're going, what the hell have I seen these guys all day? And I remember that being pointed to me. Remember when you say give somebody to jail, make sure you're precise about what exactly what you say. And that's gonna so jail them all became jail them all because they didn't listen. Or it wasn't properly so fifteen folk got the jail didn't have to. That's anyway, that's the staff stories. I've got millions but I'll keep them. Oh no. Good. That's good. So not jail them all, jail them all. No. Jail them all. Jail them all. Oh bro. Um Dive back into painting questions again. So, Graham, what's the most, uh, what's the worst thing or the most what the fuck moment you've ever seen whilst on the job? On the job sounds great, doesn't that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> on the job, what's the worst thing? I think <laughs> my missus in London, you know, here, that's right. <laughs> no, I think, uh, is it, uh, Deaths, deaths and stuff with kids is quite... Uh, uh, does he mean what the fuck? Do you think he means as, oh, Jesus Christ, what is this? Or or does he mean more like, just this is absolutely I amazing? think for, for our audience, it's probably the sickest, most horrible, disgusting thing, probably. Post-mortems are quite bad. You know, watching somebody through, three foot away through, through glass getting hacked to bits and knowing that that was a person at some point, you know, taking the skull at the top of the the top of the skull off and lift it off and take the brain out and then take a slice of the brain and they all do it and bring it over to you and they do it in front of you and then chopping up the liver and opening up the lungs and there was a guy I remember he must have he's a big man and they stick you back up and the guy was that big God, big 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 guy the, 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 the person that worked in the the, the, the mortuary had to saddle his back while stitching his skin Jesus. because she couldn't Lean over to get it, and it's like big thick rope. Stuff you can imagine to stitch through the fat and the and the muscle to hold yeah. it back together again. And she was basically at the stadium, climb up on the plate and stadium, stitch me back up. That's and right, that's uh, the guy once that he 
he killed himself, unfortunately, just he jumped out the block of flats and I can never remember the name of him. And it's if you come if you go down the M eight, just as you're leaving the city centre, and the road takes a bend to the left and there's flats on the right hand side. Right, just kinda om- almost opposite, like um just past that brand new bridge. If you go by the brand new bridge and you take the cut off the Springburn and you go down in the road kinda swoops down to the left and then and there's flats with it, they've got a kind of arch at the top. Yeah, and I know. I couldn't and he jumped off it. I can't remember. And he jumped, he jumped off, clipped his head, and it was basically when we found him. It was like, like a cross in there, and right there, was completely missing. I know. Oh, no. right. For those listening, Craig went from his head down to his jaw. Basically, yeah. looked like somebody bit a cream egg. All oh, right, okay. That's the best way to describe it. And that's what it looked like. And that you turn up and you go in, you know it's coming, because you know what's happened, and then you, you just suddenly see it and go. You might you might remember this. Guy, it was a guy. You might remember this as well, Craig. I, I knew a guy who jumped off the bridge at, at the Govan Police Station. Just I just as Aye. Asda. Aye. I remember that. Uh, right, okay. That was a fucking sad yeah. day. Uh, I, I, I can't make his name again neither, man. He, he used to work he used to in the shop with the bottom for me. Where you go, Sean? Did you was that the guy done there was a guy done it twice two nights on it? Oh, not two nights on it, and take to the host we survived it. Obviously, that's the, and he gets survived. Another boy survived, and then came to the hospital and went on the same thing. Mental health's a massive thing. You know, there's, there's so many people that need help, and and I'll go back to what we were saying last week: was the police now are social workers? But the, the last resort. See, don't see if you can't phone anybody else. Phone the police. Yeah, we're not trained. We're not trained to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. But you you go to the Royal on a Friday or a Saturday. You go to Southern. The twenty cops stand the next day for that. They don't need to be there. But there's a panic that well, if we let them go in the day something, well, that's why they're not hospital. It's just a medical issue, not a, not a criminal issue. They've not broken the law. Well, that's the thing. Like, in, in our work, we've got safeguard, we've got safeguarding officers, all that sort of stuff, when we feel that somebody is a danger to themselves. Mm-hmm. And if we can't do it and we can't get them to the, let's say, like the, the community nurse or whatever, or their nurse mm-hmm. or to the local centre, we had the police come and just take people away. I don't know what, I don't know what, because, exactly. That. The hospital. We, That's what they've taken the hospital. We're not trending out of there. I'm not anymore, but. Aye, sure, like, we, we'll know, like, we'll know, like, just phone them a taxi or nothing in case they decide to jump out of the taxi and do whatever. Try so you phone the police. It's a panic thing. It's now because of the thing of, of somebody looking at you backwards. So the police started all that, reviewing it after the fact, and, and looking for somebody to blame. Aye. And the fact they're going, well, listen, the fact that they were in the life for 10 minutes and this person suffered their whole life of mental health, those 10 minutes, it's not, it's not the cops' fault that suddenly came across that person in 10 minutes that they've died or they've done it. They've spent their whole life unhappy or, or whatever that just happened to be at that point. I mean, I remember, I remember that there's a, the, the, the young kids' place, um, just before, on Shield Road, just before it becomes Edmondson Drive on the left hand side. There's a wee, um, I know you're, mate. I. Uh, should, should there's a wee place in there, right? And I used to get in there all the time, and you try to involve yourself with kids so that they don't. Uh-huh. You know, you try to get yourself good image. And there was a lassie, and she was quite unwell. And clearly needed medical help. And the staff in there said, oh, I'll just phone the police. And I said, what do you want? This lassie needs a doctor. A medical staff, phone an ambulance. Uh, but if it's just phone the police, we'll know. And that's the attitude, just going, well, phone the police, they'll come and deal with it. So it is a lot more than that. Very, very little time is now spent fighting crime. 
You said there, Craig, about getting get involved with children and getting through them from a young age and stuff like that, so they've got a good attitude to the police and stuff like that. I remember somebody telling me once, I can't remember if it was a policeman or not, but I remember somebody telling me that one of the worst things you can do as a parent is threaten your children with the police. Like, if you don't go to bed, I'll phone the police, or don't eat all your dinner, I'm going to phone the policeman, or something like that. Yeah. Because yep. it's just yep. growing that children into a, a lifestyle 100%. of bad sort 100%. of thing. I was in Asda at Helen Street once. Getting something to eat. I was in uniform. We kid was playing up. Oh, there's a big band police. Cool shot you. <laughs> and I turned into a child. I didn't even speak to the mum. The wee boy was about eight and I went, No, I won't. Just don't you worry about that. She said, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I said, Yeah, mum, you saw that. Yeah, it's just face. And I was like, You're not going to do that to me. You know what I mean? Um, so. Even, 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 even nobody that Polish, I mean, I've been used as the big bad man in a supermarket, like, <laughs> better, better not a big bad, a big man, man there will steal your arms or something, you're like, what? Steal <laughs> <laughs> your arms? Something what, like that. What, is he you know, went away and left them in the sides? Uh, I, I, no, oh, I, God, I can't believe point, it, somebody stole my arms, I only left them down for five minutes. Pointing at me, you better, uh, that man will teach you. It's embarrassing, uh, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, I won't. I was in Tesco once, and some, and the woman was definitely on drugs or something, she thought mm-hmm. I was a rag and bone man. Was... <laughs> Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I don't know if you remember these used to be cracking balloons that were all like marbly. I don't know if you got dead thick balloons that you couldn't be busting on that. Well, they did them in the But see, supermarkets are brilliant, right? Absolutely brilliant. I love going to Asda, right? And I love going as a cop because something's always going to happen. And Asda, Helen Street, was getting robbed, right? And I said, right, I'm going to do something about this, right? Because the guys were coming in we're grabbing bottles of whiskey and we're running the fire exit at the corner and going out through with the, the back door. Running out the back door up the Kingston Road, right? So I'm looking at because I'm one day and I'm through my eyes up. So I'm watching the CCTV and I said, What's oh, looking? And I said, Oh, I was just uh, the shoplifting for yesterday. Now nothing had happened, right? It was just guys milling about and I went, I said, No, I said, That's life. I said, You're getting robbed. I could just see by the way that there was two, a couple of guys milling about and I went, they're, they're, they're standing in front of Judah, single malt, right? And they've no got up and arse my trousers, right? It's a 40 quid bottle of was it? So I was like, I just ran out. And I was holding my toe and I ran out. And a guy, as I ran up, a guy walked to the, the kind of aisle and he just looked at me and I grabbed him and threw him to the ground, put the handcuffs on him. Now, I didn't see him there then. Right, and I was just like, right after, and it was in the middle of the show, and I went, fuck it, that's wrong. And I, it, it didn't, and it wasn't a guy I'd seen CCTV. Right, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Right, no, but I didn't know. I was like, oh, God. Take him back and I reviewed the CCTV, and it was. So I must have seen him at the corner of my eye, and something that just popped into my head, and I knew, and I grabbed him, right? But the other guy, at the door, set the fire alarm off, and the door, right? He goes at the door, I take him back. And the manager then phones the office and says, listen, I know where the other guy is. The camera's followed him out on the Creighton Road. He's sitting in a house, one of the houses that face the back of Asda. Frank is across, right? Guess when everyone goes across and sure enough, there's a boy sitting there. Oh, money! My fucking niece gave me my money! <laughs> and, the, and the woman that's sitting next to him, who's his mum, turns around and says, right, stop being an arsehole to this constable. Your knee's fine, you're just putting that on because he's here. <laughs> and I went, right, fair enough. All right. 
So I get the police motor and I thought, well, they're right. And nobody drag him at the police motor if he's not where he comes. So I bring the police car around and we put him in the back of the car. Oh, my fucking knees go then, man. It's fucking loud. That's fine. Takes him to the office, puts him into the office. Gets through all the stuff, still moaning about his knee. Gets put in a cell and I go after you. Comes in the next morning. He's knee kneecap. Yeah, he says, <laughs> no, close the guy because he's kind of a wee one, He said, no, what is it? And I went, that guy's in the hospital with a shot of patella. <laughs> I says, what? He says, I says, I spoke to his mammy. <laughs> and of course, she's saying this, and I'm saying it as loud as he's gone. Shaking, she's gone, he spoke to his mammy, right? <laughs> guy's complaining this, so now you still taking him to the hospital, right? So Mike reviewed the, the footage. Now, I don't know if he's not, and I'm sorry for people who don't know this, it's got quite personal, but I, I don't, you know, you know Craigton Road in the back of the, 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 the Asda there? There's a yeah. hole that's about a foot high. Right. Right? As a boundary. As you, where the truck's coming out a bit near the fence. He ran and jumped it, but his foot didn't make it over. He's getting two bottles of whiskey. He tripped, and his kneecap perfectly caught oh. the edge of the curb on the other side, right? But then proceeded to do sausage rolls all because he could walk and basically put his hands like that and then sausage rolled all the way across Clinton Road to get these mammies out and stood up. And of course, I didn't see that the next day and I was just like, I'm going to get my jewels here. That's a guy with a serious knee injury and I was just went, no, you're all right, mate. I'm in a cell. So that was, that was quite close, but it was near the end of my service, so it wasn't that bothered about it. Not that bothered. You mentioned your, your neighbour there, right? Um, Hi. I've only ever had one negative experience with the police in my life, right? It was about five months ago, right? And it's all sorted now. It's fine, I hope. Um, but these two guys were... It was a traffic offence, basically, right? Um, I went for a red light going to Ibrooks one Saturday afternoon. Uh-huh. And, um, Who does they? The police van. There was a police van and a police ambulance parked in front of the red light. So I couldn't see the red light on my left-hand side, and I missed it on the right-hand yep. side. I drove yep. through it. I didn't even know I'd done it. Yep. I got down to the motorway, so I'm down to the roundabout at Edmonton Drive, yeah. and a policeman stepped out and told me to stop, so I stopped. Yeah. And the two policemen from that, from where that red light was, had been running on foot after me in the car. Yeah. I hadn't seen them, so yeah. took me over basically, and they they, they 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 done me for going through a red light and for failing to stop for a police officer, even though I never saw the police officer running after me. Hi guys, I'm sure some of you will know that Prime Day is coming up on Amazon and the first place that we want you to go is to X-Sense's Amazon store. Now why would they go there, Colin? Well, that's because X-Sense is an innovative company providing home safety products, including cutting-edge smoke detectors, carbon monoxide alarms and other smart home security systems designed to keep you and your loved ones safe 24-7. They've got easy-to-install devices and smart technology, and it'll give you peace of mind knowing that X-Sense is always on guard, because protect what matters most with X-Sense. Where can you find out more information, Jack? Yeah, you can visit X-Sense's homepage at x-sense.com. Uh, the star products like their SCO7 smoke and CO detector and the XSO1 smoke detector are also going to have big discounts starting in July. So go and take a look there or their Amazon store page and uh, keep you and your family safe. Right. Basically, they kept me for about 40 minutes, said they were charging me, said I would get a letter in the post and all this sort of stuff. I've never heard anything from it. So, and it's been over 100 days or something now, so I don't think I ever will hear anything. They should have gave you a ticket. They might have been a delay. I, I, I hated doing traffic stuff. 
unless you were an Ed. And then I would get, I would do that to get the car off you. That was yeah. a load of trans. You're a drug dealer. I would do it for the pissiest wee thing I could find. Tires the lot. Yeah. And I would hunt you down to get it. But see if you're a punter. Yeah. Well, I, I, I genuinely think they were annoyed that they'd had to run. Right? And they just wanted to scare me and make me worry for a hundred days or however long it takes, right? But I never had any. Um, basically, but the reason I bring it up is because I thought he was being a widow because he kept calling his partner my neighbour, my neighbour. But you've done it yeah. twice now, so is that is that now a thing? Just, than... uh, a partner, the bird partner doesn't exist in Scotland. Nobody, nobody says. But somebody says to you, "I mean, my partner." You go, you're on the police. I'd be thinking about phoning nine 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 saying because it's neighbour. Always has been. Right, so I don't know what it means. I found it as odd as as, as that, but your neighbour's the, the person you work with. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard that. I thought it was so strange, and I just thought it was another example of this guy being a bastard to me, basically, at that one oh, time. Oh, no. See, the thing is, I hated doing road traffic, as I said to you, unless it was to get away in. But yeah. if I stopped you, you were getting done. Because I, I, I wasn't, I couldn't, it's not my job to give you a waggy finger. I hate that. Yeah. You found the red light, there's a ticket, that's the end of the story. You know, that's all I'd have done. If, I wouldn't have bothered mask if I spoke to you. There's a big thing in the post and it's called the attitude test, right? You're yeah. a pleasant person, you probably get away with nothing. You get so, away with a lot. If you, go, if you say, listen, I didn't see it, you know, I'm not saying you did, right? But that's the thing that we would normally do. We would speak to somebody and go, which, if the answer is, what are you stopping me for? You're getting a ticket. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely... If I've not had a chance to explain why I'm doing it, yeah. you're getting a ticket. I genuinely um, couldn't have been nicer. I was so glad, so nice to them. Aye. I said to them, listen guys, it's it's two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Aye. Right there wrongly, I'm watching for pedestrians at the moment. That's Aye. why I see you chasing after me, etc. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I reckon I just gave them a bad day by having to run. Um, and nothing's ever came of it, but so be. But it, was, it wasn't like that. It's the old... Um, first thing that it's the old... It probably would have supported. I don't know. That's, that's come into my head. Because we, we used to do a thing, right? And it's not true, right? It's not true, but I can't even look to cut low from games. Because I managed to get the math. And uh, somebody was shooting the band. Scoop a hoop! He's like, go and get somebody to jail. So you want to say like that, right? And it never, of course he didn't do that. <laughs> but I remember there was a good mate of mine, right? And, uh, and he, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say his name, Mick McKinnon. He's a dad, right? And they're good. Uh, if there is such a thing, he's a good Celtic man. We were good friends, right? Good drink buddies and a nice laugh. And he man sat in the back and he said, the cut voice, and he went, see if any of you are looking for fucking corroboration by a guy when I sell it to him, you can go and fuck yourself, I'm not doing it. And he just refused to get the van, he went, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, that guy's at a third I'm not, I'm not doing it. Wet myself laughing. So it doesn't happen, people think, may think it does, but it, it, yeah, it doesn't. That. It, that guy was just, go back to the asshole question for last week, you've just won one. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's kind of like, I would I would have just given you a ticket and went, you're a busy man, you've run out of light, I've saw you there. That's the end of the matter. Yeah, totally. You, you don't have to pay the ticket and you wouldn't go to court and argue about it, but that's, it's not, a, like, I can't stand that with, 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 with stuff. I remember once having to stand out, and I basically was forced, I was going to get into trouble if I didn't get a speeding ticket, because we're all told how to use them, right? And I'm like, I'm not interested. And I'm standing outside Helen Street Post Office, pointing up towards um, the, 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 the motorway, so I'm pointing that way. And I'm dropping down, and I'm like, oh, nobody's coming this magic way. Because the rule is, they've got to look like they're speeding. Right, okay. So they have to look, so you're either a travelling fast, you can't just stand and go ping, 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 everyone, right? They right. do it, right? But they, you're not supposed to. And one came up, and it was like 44 or something like that. And I was like, right, pull them in. 
and I pulled it in, and it was a school teacher, and I was like this. Uh, and I had a ticket book open, and I was going, I'm sorry, but um, um, you've got it. And I, and I was like, I can't do this. I was nearly spewing. I was like, I can't do it. And eventually, I just pressed clear button, and I went, see you later. I'm back and threw it in the desk, and went, I'm not doing it. The thing that happened is that I'm not doing this. I would have been happier by a ticket for going through the red light than having <laughs> than having the threat of failing to stop for a police officer hanging over me for a hundred days, waiting for to hear fear from that and all that. Because I was genuinely quite panicked. But I went to the police station. And it's a it's a wanky thing to do. Yeah, I went just unfortunately made a couple of bricks. That's basically what it is. I went to the police station the next day and basically told the story to the desk sergeant and basically said, "This is what happened to me yesterday. I'm a bit concerned about it. I don't think it was right, etc., etc." And she went, if what you've told me is true, I don't think it's right either, and I wouldn't worry about it. But right. it was, having that hanging over you is not nice. But yeah. like, I'm 38, mm-hmm. and that's one that's one bad thing I've had my whole life. So it's oh, not good. It's not good. I would yeah. apologise, but I'm not the boss anymore. So oh, that's not your fault. You weren't there. That's fine. No, well, that's garbage. It's pretty cool. Oh, sorry, my phone just went. Right. Um, we a few more questions, and we'll dive back into. Right, let's try let, the very one at the bottom here from Jock Patterson, right? Oh, you were talking about dangers and Celtic stuff there and all that. Much was right. made of the police being Masons and also anti-Catholic a few decades ago. Are Masonic invites still commonplace? And is there now enforced positive discrimination <laughs> uh, as a way to basically stop people moaning? Uh, um, does this come from... I hope this is a rude, but that sounds like a wee bit like UFO guy you had on. It's not true. I mean, there were masons, of course, there were masons in the polls, right? And when I joined, I remember that was it was towards the end of nine years old when I started, and there was one Celtic supporter and one last in the shift. Mm. Now it's almost fifty. Well, it can't be fifty fifty in both, but it's a mass. It's almost half the women in, in uniform now, and there's a lot more. Um, because that had to change because the public looked like it was a big white mason. It was in the polis. So if you weren't that, you didn't want to join. If you want to, I remember growing up, my dad would say, it used to be Protestants joined the polis, Catholics joined the council. That, that was just, that was what you did if you were going to work in the public sector. If you, if you went to a Catholic school where you were a Catholic group, you tend to work with the city council if you were going to be involved in the, the public sector stuff in the polis, and, and, and you were probably you went to the polis. But no, that's not a, no. I mean, I, I know a couple of Masons. My dad's one, much to his annoyance, I never, I never took up the craft, to, and I get titles for it every time I'm going in the election before the game, uh, before the football. How come you've not? I'm, like, I'm 50 now. I think it's a bit late. I've, I've kind of passed it, you know. But no, that's not not a thing. That's why I was kind of laughing reading the bit. He asked about four or five questions in the one, but I like to ask the last one. I suppose I jocks as well. So, what was the most? I think it's what was the most ingenious crime you've been involved in? I think he means involved with. Not actually been in. Where oh, you'd... oh, right. Because I was going to say, I got away with drunk driving one, so that was no bad. I crashed a police motor while pissed and I got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> very, very young in service. Um, so I would say that's the most, that's the best one I've come up with yet. I um, absolutely blurted at two, three o'clock in the afternoon to the night before, and uh, I crashed the car down on where the MO car wash is at Thornabite Road. Oh, you know, I hear Right, so there's a cowboy saying, right, sorry, this has become really Glaswegian if anybody's listening to anyone else in the world. And a uh, red alarm came out from somewhere up, I didn't really know what it was, and the, car, the van, it was the police van, 
and I slowed down to try and see the number or see where I was, and then the police went behind, went, drove right in, up to the windscreen under the car. He didn't see that I was breaking. He thought I knew that I was going to be turning. I knew where I was. So he was expecting me to stop, and he drove to the windscreen underneath it, and I went. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm done here, man. I'm, I'm struggling. I know I'm, and uh, I said to my mate, get the, get the bag out. Red. Oh, you fucker. I was like, right, go to the Seven Sisters, the petrol station that across the road. Get me as much chewing gum and look as as you can possibly. What? Just fucking go. And um, I never get breath tested. Wow. So it was just luck, more than anything, the fact that you mm-hmm. never get breath really. But then, but then, see when I did it, most of the guys were Saturday morning or with a big passion. It was, yeah. just, it was a drink culture. The late 90s was a kind of drink culture. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't drink on duty. But you would come in hanging. Yeah. Not the weekends. That was just kind of, as long as he did, I told him they wouldn't care. I says, I don't think Jock was actually wanting to know that. He was actually wanting to know something you've very looked into where you'd almost want to tip your hat to the person for being an ingenious oh, right. criminal. Oh, I'll just give it to everybody listening. That's what I did <laughs> for nothing, right? That's a good story. That's a good story. I'll carry that with oh, I was going to say, like, it's like a comedian says that they're not necessarily all true. I should put a wee message to see what ones were too much on money. Um, no, not really, because the criminals are thick. I was they're, they're, they're thick. Right, they're not. They're not. I mean, they're not. It's no. It's no fucking oceans eleven. Do you know what I mean? It's. It's normally I. I've turned a house, or I mean that's basically what it is. I've stabbed somebody. It's not that I've, I've murdered somebody with a, 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 an icicle, and therefore the murder weapon's gone, and you don't get it. No, you still kill. You still kill somebody. The fact that we didn't find what you killed away doesn't matter. We'd like to find it, but so there's no really. There's no really. That's, there's no criminal masterminds. Um, kind of going about saying stuff like that. They might be really good drug dealers and have no get caught, but it's, there's not really anything genius about sending folk out with us to go and deal for your behalf. So, no, nah, no, really. I'm sorry, I, there's nothing really, I really sexy answer for that, but no, most of them are like his mind. There's a good question from Gordon McLennan, um, who asks, Have you ever used the blue light for your own good rather than um, needing to use it, so to speak? Oh, fuck, I. Absolutely millions. Like, I mean, I, I, to be fair, never during the day, really. Not when it's busy, because if you turn on the if you turn on the blue lights and the, the side and you park next to somebody or close to somebody, they'll shit themselves. Yeah. Because you'll have done it. You'll be sitting in the summer. You've not looked in your mirrors for a couple of seconds. You've been ambulance right behind you, and the sign goes up, and you look across the bloody motor. So, like any red light at night, that just switch on the blues and trundle through. You know, so if anybody smacks in, you go, I'm not blue lights on. I'm not going anywhere, so I'm still losing my license. But, um, uh, aye, but I've never done, um, we used to, we used to play the game, uh, on the MM motorway of trying to cut across from coming on at, um, Great Western Road. As you come up on the motorway and then trying to go off at Stuart Street to try and go off the next junction and you've got to go across four lanes. Uh, I'd put the lights on a couple of times like that because it used to be a bet if you could do it and then you'd end up in Springburn or something like that if you didn't make it because there's no turn up after that. <laughs> Cathedral Street, you'd have to go back all the way through the town. Uh, I see they've done it. I've never done it to get food in anything like that, but I've totally, I've totally abused it. Uh, does that, that still happen now or is it now the case that those lights go on and suddenly a report has to get done to say the lights went on and why and stuff or no I it... really hope it's still happening because listen there's perks of the job right and if perks of the job are you can go a wee bit quicker than anybody else because 
<laughs> you want to get aimed for the football. Well, you can't get going aimed, but if you're finishing and you're going up a road to a baby, then aye. Even though you won there, even though you won there, traffic cop, right? Gordon asks, is it true everybody hates traffic cops, even other coppers, right? Aye. But even yeah. though you're not a traffic cop, did you feel that sense of power when you were just driving along the street and everybody would be driving at 30 miles an hour? Oh, it's magic. <laughs> Honestly, it's, a, it's a cracking feeling. And it's really a feeling because, I mean, I've been in car chases when you're allowed to, used to be allowed to do car chases. I've done one through Pollock Shaw's and all that, hitting a ton, going along, you know. I've done 80 mile an hour line pace road west. And as you can hear, I like gabbing, right? But you go silent. You would just suddenly just get into this thing, like almost like zen. Mm-hmm. And you, your eyes are going about and going, you're going, I don't want to hurt anybody. This is, I've got to get there as quickly as I can. But A, I've got to get there. If I total the car, I've no, I've no achieved number one, which is get to where I want to go to. So, um, aye, that was, that, that, they were always excited, but draining after it. See, after the, even if a car takes for eight or nine minutes, it feels like hours. You're sweating because your brain's doing all the work. You're, you know, uh, you have to do a certain level of driving. Um, I've never hated traffic at all. Let's right. just do some quick fire questions, here, but I just mm-hmm. wrap it up because we're coming to the end of huh? time here. So, what's the general consensus among coppers about extinction rebellion, just for oil, stop oil, etc.? Let them do what they want, but as long as they know they're getting the jail and don't moan about it. If you do something, if you do something provocative that you know you're going to get the jail, then just get the jail. Uh, go and make your point, but then don't. Oh, I'm going to super glue my horns to the to make it more difficult to get arrested. Well, go and say your point. Stone, throw stupid bloody horns paint at yourself, then get arrested. Make your wee bit of the paper and fuck off. But don't make it out like oh, when you saw this. I, I walked up at Fast Lane, right? When mm-hmm. people, whether you agree with what they were doing or not, it was quite a slightly more important thing they were campaigning for what they believed in, getting rid of nuclear weapons. Kind of would all want to do it, right? These folk knew how to do it, but when they got arrested, it was I'm being arrested, and that's part of the gig. That's fair that's enough. Right. That's fair enough. But you see this, you see this um, stupid. I've got to say, teenager wanker, educated mm. wanks that go. No, they, okay. Do you know what they come and date outside Ibrox Stadium three minutes before kickoff? Yeah, <laughs> you'd be, be filleted in front of everybody. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember being on the team with my dad. And the subway driver got the last time to party before kicker. And the subway driver never stopped at Ibrox for some reason. Stopped at Cessna. Right? And guys still waited to jump into the cabin leather them, even though they were knew they were going to miss the football. And that's <laughs> I just think, moan up and try and do that outside here. Guys will literally miss the football to kick the living chair. It's all posh idiots. I'm not real people. In terms of, like, um... Police, police TV shows and police movies and all that sort of stuff. Just off the top of your head, which ones get it right and which ones get it totally wrong? So in terms of how reality, oh, I'd love to say training day gets it perfect. <laughs> love to say that man, I'd be about a train day's bang on man. That's exactly what it's like being an undercover <laughs> cop. Uh, pretty much, I um, they basically name of them right. The only ones that really get it right are the, the ones where it's the actual folk. You know, like these, my dad loves all the freaking pursuit things and you know, all this Channel 5 stuff, right? He loves all that, right? But that makes it look like that happens all the time, and it happens once every three months. You'll get something like that, right? You'll still. But I suppose um, it's a difficult question, right? Because in general, when I was a cop, I wouldn't watch them. So I'd just go, I'd be like a shite. 
Right. Have nobody sitting about an office smoking fags for, for four hours while waiting for something to happen. <laughs> it doesn't make good telly. Um, like procedural stuff, I don't know. What I would say to folk is, is if they're interested in the polls and they don't want to watch it, I don't know if it's on the iPlayer. There's a couple of cracking documentaries about the major investigation team and the other thing. My mates and when I was on one of the inquiries, I don't know if you remember the young lassie that got murdered and found in the suitcase in Shield Hill Road. I was in that, I did part of that inquiry. I went over the match at Paisley and I was involved in that inquiry. Uh, like, dipped in and out, you would need help and you would go over. And there's a documentary about that and how that inquiry happens. And that is brilliant. It's my fantastic. Missus, my missus loves all the sort of Channel 5 stuff. I quite like 24 hours in police custody. Um, that's Channel 4. That's, so it's a, that's, 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 that is a little bit more of that, and that's good. But. It's a little bit more upmarket than the Channel 5, ta- I think. Um, aye. And then BBC aye. make better, decent decent stuff as well. Aye. Right, I, that I, and the Bill. Oh, the old Bill. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, One more question from Scott before we wrap it up then. Um, quite a... Um, big question, I suppose. Other than that, this might be the main answer. Other than more funding and resources, what do you think the single biggest thing a government could change to help the police just be more effective? Legalise drugs. Legalise drugs. That's a bit. Uh, yeah, you need answer to that straight away, man. Hundred percent. Biggest cure they could be. Yeah, sure. Good stuff. They, they yeah, done it. Because you're taking, you're, you're taking, you're taking the reason to. They're taking the whole reason why to sell them out of it mm-hmm. and all the stuff that goes along with it, having the guns, the threats, the violence, all mm-hmm. that stuff that goes as part and part of the drug dealing. It's all that territory, all that. If you take that away, cool. most of your murders stop. Most of your firearm offences stop. Most of your stabbing stop. Most of your attempt murders will stop. Um, and also, you know, I, I, I retired and had a joint. First time ever. And I went, never done that again. Because <laughs> I like a pint, right? I like a beer, I like a drink. So I'm suddenly not because it's legal. I'm not going to go straight to the smack. <laughs> you're not, you're, you're, you're not going to do it if it's not if you've not done it illegally. Your chances are now because it's legal. You're not going to do it. Totally. So, so it's not really. And then of course, what kills what kills heroin addicts? It's not necessarily the heroin. It's the brick dust and the vim and the crap that's in it that rots their veins. Yeah. It's pure heroin. Fentanyl. The veins yeah. would be fine. And they're not going to overdose which you can regulate it, but that would be that'd be personal this legalise a lot. And see the bottom line is government should need to be telling you what you put in your body anyway. That's yeah. up to me. You Plus, can go and do what you want, but Yeah. The, the money you'd make off tax off it as well. But that money just gets lost to criminals at the minute. Whereas right. taxing it properly you're like if you think about how much money cigarettes brings in in tax, that's dwindling all the time now. So there's your there's your replacement. Exactly, that. like fags fags kill more people than than drugs does. Yeah. Scotland. And you go, well, is it, the question goes, is it to save lives? Alright, we'll ban fags then. Yeah, but they'll never do that. Well, so it's not to save lives, so what are you doing it for? Yeah. So I, I do that out there, they legalise it. That's a good answer. Well, that's a great place to wrap it up, eh? I think there's one final question that makes sense to ask at the end, very end, Jack. Obviously, you're a young man, Craig, you're still able to work, still able to do bits and pieces. Why did you chuck mm-hmm. it? Why did you leave and not stay and keep doing it? The pension. Um. I was I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I worked at Drum Chapel. I was a detective in the drum and I loved it, right? I was born and brought up there. That was a great and something's happening when they taught you. Oh, I used to go to that school. I know you're but oh right, oh so folk for the drum can. You know, so you were in I, I absolutely adored it. And then the pension happened and it was just 
yeah, right. right royal fuck over. I mean, of epic proportions. And I and it ended up. I'm still waiting on my, but most of my pension to come in October. And it was just like, do you know what? This I ended up, and also I did some calculations, and I was working shifts. So I would do like a few day shifts, a few back shifts, a few night shifts, a couple of days off, and I was doing it for a thousand pound a month. Because if I retired, my pension was would would mean that if I got that money, I was only doing that job for a thousand pound a month. So I was like, well, I need to find a job that pays a thousand pound a month. Now. Yeah. Minimum wage covers that plenty. Totally. Aye. So I knew I got a job, minimum wage, driving about drunk lines after people, no stress, what Monday to Friday, go to the football the weekend. But it was a pension, it was it was brutal. And the thing was the pension people will go on, I get a great pension. I averaged about four hundred and eighty pounds a month I used to put in my pension. Okay. That's that's a lot of money that you paid. That I could have paid for another house. Yeah. I started putting that money in ninety five. I could have had five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand pounds. It's now that I could pay off and got that money. Yeah. Um. Uh, but the shafty days and and it was really, uh, and it was um. I think it was all thanks to our current Scottish government and that wanted to put stuff like that in place and then it became national because of skin. Yeah. And what's the easiest thing to do is what's the easiest place to take after the very people that can't strike to protect yeah. it. Totally. They can just come and take it because you can't you can't do anything about it. You can't strike. You can't do industrial action. So they'll just go, we'll take yours because that's easy. <clears throat> that's, pretty, that's pretty much what happened. There's a, a lot of, and, and they hit the 25 and 50 year old thing, and I know probably about eight or nine detectives that left. That's a lot of experience of guys who've got more than 25 years service. Yeah. Who would They've been detectives for 10 years or whatever. They know a lot, and you've just went, gone. Okay, good. All right. Um, this has been really, really interesting. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure the listeners have as well. So, uh, Craig, thank you so much for volunteering and going, coming good with it. So, yeah, it's been great. It's a pleasure to be on here. Hopefully I've addressed some stuff and um, we'll find out in the comments. I will find out in the comments. But I uh, thanks for coming on, mate. I really enjoyed it. Um, is, we, will get, we will get feedback. We will get feedback. So, good. Um, if you enjoyed it. Uh, if you care, give this episode a share. Uh, that's what we say when we remember to say it. But uh, as always, guys, cheers for tuning in, and we will speak to you soon. And um, remember, folks, Jack and I don't get this big, amazing pension, so please <laughs> sign up to the Patreon, uh, support us, look after the two of us, make us as happy and as retired and as young and youthful as Craig is looking. So cheers for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. and I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are they're pretty hardcore long term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes absolutely and if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts